You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Good morning, everybody. I don't know what time you're fucking listening to this, but it's the morning for me. And I'm feeling awfully fucking chipper because it is my child's second day of school. And I know, (laughs) I know all the other housewives that have children underneath their roof, soul sucking from them on a daily basis, that you're excited just like me just like me, about the return to school. Now, if you don't know, I'll catch you up. Hi, my name's Jordan. (laughs) I have a stepson who is 11, almost 12, God help me. And I have a four-year-old with my husband. He will be five in April. He was almost a 420 baby. He was born April 19th. So close, so close. Does that make me a bad mom for saying that? I don't know. I don't know. Ha ha ha. It's funny. It's legal where I live. So, right? If it's legal, you automatically get a pass. But back to school, like, my child's only four. I've not experienced the school thing yet. This is a very new, like, I'm just now starting to see what that would even fucking look like in my life because it's been four years being a stay-at-home mom with him as my motherfucking sidekick. Okay, and I know this is a comedy, sex, relationships, marriage podcast, but a part of my reality, which I must share with you, is that, you know, that's a big fucking chunk. That's a big fucking cock block if I'm being negative. I mean, believe me, I spend a lot of time in gratitude for my beautiful fucking family. I feel so, so blessed, truly. But it, doesn't take away from wanting to bitch (laughs) about what these kids do and that I'm terrified. I'm fucking terrified to raise teenage boys, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. So I got to pull my fucking big girl panties on and my bootstraps up and get ready to handcuff them to their bed if need be. And not in a weird way. That sounded so weird coming out of my mouth. I meant it in like a captivity way and like a you're not leaving your room way for any clarification. Raise your hand if you felt personally victimized by your child. My hand is raised. My son going to school now, it's two days a week. I feel like the mom that's been a parent repeating this because I'm so fucking excited. He's going 8.30 to 3.30, okay? So I have, I don't know how many hours that is because I'm bad at math, but it's enough for me to feel good. I'm on a high, people. I'm on a high. I get to meditate the fucking moment I want to, and I eat when I want, and I take care of myself, and I arrange my day according to my liking, and no one's going to take that away from me, and I can't even imagine what it's going to look like come kindergarten when I get five full days. I sound like the most selfish bitch in the entire world, but you know, you lose yourself in mommyhood sometimes. And it's because we love those little assholes so, so much and would give our left arm to make sure they are happy and taken care of. And it's exhausting. I'm drained. I'm a drained mother, but not anymore. Not anymore because I can do Pilates whenever I fucking feel like it. Because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, if I want to have sex in the middle of the day, I can. 
yeah, it's a new chapter. She's getting her groove back. Get excited. You should be fucking excited because you're going to hear a chipper Jordy. I mean, Moody Monday may just, no, Moody Monday will always be a thing. So in fact, it could be one of those today and not in a salty way, more in like a let's, let's peel back some layers. Let's peel off some layers of this onion. Okay. Last week we talked about sex positions the week before. I think I embarrassed myself by telling a horrifying story. And this week I want to, I want to talk to you about marriage and we won't be all emo screamo. Okay. I'm going going to talk about my struggles, maybe some things I struggle with. Maybe you'll relate, maybe you won't. And then what does effort in your marriage really look like? Like besides all the cliche things, like, you know, the things that I list off, the things that come to mind if you were playing fucking Family Feud and someone said, how do you water your marriage? I literally just made a reel like this, like eight ways to spice up your marriage. And watering and spicing it up, I think we could actually separate those definitions. Spicing means zesting, like, you know, reigniting the flame, getting some passion going. But watering, meaning taking care of the relationship, keeping it alive. And like, what kind of plant do you want? Do you want a plant that's barely fucking alive, but just, you know, it's gets through? Do you want a plant that is thriving, that bears fruit? Like you need, that's what you're going to get is what you give the marriage. And I just talked about not being cliche. And that was the fucking most cliche thing ever that I just said, but it is true. It is true. Sometimes watering your marriage doesn't always look like a date night that you're totally vibing. Sometimes watering your marriage is having a really difficult, uncomfortable conversation. Sometimes watering, choosing your marriage is doing something like you you don't want to do. Go to therapy where you are like, if you think that's just going to be the fix all, like, oh, I went to therapy, we went, and so it worked. There's got to be some willingness, which I would expect if you're there, that you were willing to go. But I've heard of instances where one partner is feels obligated to be there. And when that's the vibe, I mean, even if there's a small percentage of willingness there, you know, you can greatly benefit if you tap into that. Now, if you are closed off and you are defensive to another person's perspective or input in regards to your relationship, then, you know, how good will it go? We all take wedding vows and make these promises and they can't be just when it's going good. And it's easier to fucking say these things than to do these things because for me, all I can speak is from my own experience, but sometimes you get so bli- like lost in your own perspective. Like I'll have to remind myself, like, okay, we have different love languages. We perceive things differently. And I have to literally take a moment to think, how is he processing this? Like from what I know, believe me, it fucks me up in the head. I don't got this all figured out. I don't know what the fuck I I mean I 
I am intentional. I'm very intentional in my marriage, but there are times, duh, that I lose my shit and that I feel confused and that I feel hot and cold and I feel irritated and I feel discontent and I feel unsatisfied. And that's just me being fucking honest. And it's important to be honest because if you can't be honest then you you don't know where you stand and if you don't know where you stand then how will you know what the fuck to do because let's face it those feelings i just listed those don't feel very good and if you're feeling like that all the time that's you know something you know you're going to have to face at some point either now or later you know that's it's going to obviously if it's all the time that means something But if it's something that occurs and is resolved from a good communication sesh, then I think there's a really big indicator that there's a communication issue. And that is something that I've experienced and had to continually work on in my marriage is communication and fighting fairly. Oh man, that's something we need to talk about is fighting fairly. And like I said, not a saint, continually have to work on. I'm a Libra. He's an Aquarius. I don't know if I can blame it on that. You will continually see me trying to, or you'll see me pull the Italian card and be like, I have a bad temper because I'm Italian. And at the end of the day, I don't know if that's just because they like, it seems like they all yell. So everybody yells. So you can imagine when you're angry how it just really elevates to a different level. It's funny because when you, when you, it's funny, but it's sad because you grow up and when you think something's normal and then people are like, that's trauma. That's trauma, sweetie. That's not. (laughs) But I mean, God, fucking, sometimes I'm like, okay, everyone gets a little butt hurt in, in these days, in this time, the present that we're in, I do notice people get offended a lot quicker than other people. So I don't know if it's thick skin. I mean, I guess there's a line, right? There's thick skin and then there's the trauma line. I mean, I'm sure there's boundaries for all of it, but sad in the way of like, okay, when you meet a normal, no such thing as normal. Someone's like, that's not how I grew up where we could yell at the top of our lungs at each other and then five minutes later it ain't no thing you know it's it hurts people's feelings it's upsetting it's uncalled for at times you know you just have to I mean you learn young it wasn't like I turned 25 and realized it was not acceptable I knew very early on I mean think about it I went to sleepovers you see other people's families how they interact etc. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fucking weird. And I would always think everybody else is the fucking weirdo. I know we're going on a tangent now, but I'd be like, God, their family is fucking weird. No one said anything that the dinner was fucking disgusting. No one wanted to mention that. Like, please don't make this again. I'm certain. I'm positively certain your husband hates this. I'm giving it to the dog under the table. Okay, let's get back on topic, but that's a true statement. So coming from a long line of hot-headed, temper-ridden individuals, 
I will tell you that having a temper has terrible consequences. Truly, there was never a time, I mean, yes, actually, I totally lied. There have been times where I wish I would have fucking said something. Usually, that is back to childhood, being emo. There were times I wish I stood up for myself. And now, fast forward, there's the temper. She doesn't let anybody step on her toes. I will step back harder. So sorry that you can hear the inside of my fucking mouth. I got a wonderful new microphone. I think I need to learn how to not feel like um, I'm giving it a blowjob because it is, I can hear the inside of my mouth. Fighting fairly. That's what we're talking about. And that is going to help you not have the terrible consequences of losing your fucking mind. And will this work all the time, Jordan? Will this just cure all my problems? And now if we both do this, we're going to be happy forever and ever and ever. Well, if you are able to utilize these tips every single fucking time, you get a little bit angry or in a disagreement with your spouse. I will personally worship you because I don't know if it's possible to all, it's like, when a therapist tells you when you're angry to maybe take a deep breath and count to 10 to regain, well, sometimes we don't find that little space. You know, I think a person with a temper, I think the problem is not being able, like the problem is not being able to stop before you just go. Just there is no deep breath time because I can't think about taking a fucking breath Becky, that just gave me the chills because I can't even imagine saying my therapist's name like that. So weird. Okay, but fighting fairly, it's important. The first thing, stop interrupting. Another thing that I'm terrible at, but it's true. It'll, it's a game changer. These things I'm telling you truly are game changers. So if you can slowly implement them into your life, you will, you will see changes. You will see them. Don't interrupt. You can't, people get more defensive. They just, then you're angrier, you're more annoyed, you're more irritated. Nothing good's gonna come from it. You don't feel validated. So you feel like, okay, they don't even give a fuck what I'm saying. They're just gonna think about what they're saying next. For all the interrupters, and that my hand is raised as an interrupter, my husband would be like, you psycho bitch, you're telling people to not interrupt and you are an interrupter. I want to say that I empathize with you as one because we are ADD and ADHD motherfuckers who it just goes off our brain. We truly are not like, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. I'm like, oh my God, such a terrible habit I have. And yet it is something I struggle with and have to work on. Number two is my personal favorite. Uh, This is the one that I have to tell my husband, like, listen, fucker, if you don't validate me, I'm going to hate your fucking guts. I personally believe that there's so much power in validating a person. So the number two is validation equals neutralizing. You neutralize the situation by validating another person's feelings. Example, if someone, for instance, say I am just crying about something. I'm just so upset and distressed about what the fuck ever. And he can't even understand what I'm saying barely. And he's really annoyed by it actually and irritated because he thinks he knows what it's about. And it's totally uncalled for in, in his opinion. He shouldn't say, 
stop crying. Like that's how you're going to get hit. You don't say stop crying in a mean way. You don't tell someone, oh my God, please tell me you're not crying about a stupid fucking reason. Like you don't say something like a douchebag, which I think all the guys should be saying, duh. If you're not, please, please seek help. And I don't think I can help you. Just kidding. I'm a fixer. Okay. Validate her fucking feelings. Say, oh my gosh, I don't know what ups- why you're upset, but I want to get to the bottom of it. I feel like I'm giving the worst examples ever. But if, if your woman is upset, gentlemen, or women, if your husband, spouse, partner is angry and you're fighting, like you don't agree about it, you don't see eye to eye about it, validate that you know they're upset, that they're hurt, that they don't, that you see they're in pain and that they're coming to you about it. Acknowledge that you see them hurting. I know this can be very difficult at times, but the power of it is immense because once you do recognize someone's feelings, even if you're going to now show them your perspective and how you see it and why you don't agree with it, because you validated it, it took away their need to feel defensive. You actually chilled them the fuck out, even if it's a itty bitty bitty bit. I promise you did. If you didn't, then maybe they're fucking crazy. I don't know. I feel totally entitled to be able to say that because I know I can be a crazy bitch, but when my feelings are validated, woosa, like I, my soul returns. My soul returns. That's all I want. If you are married, if you are committed, if you really are in it, you should be able to work through things, accept that another person is different from you, learn from them, but you've got to be able to see where they're coming from and give a shit. You know, don't be a fucking narcissist. Have some fucking empathy. Number three, be able to take a timeout, some space go to separate corners, whatever the fuck you have to do. Take a drive, go on a walk, take the dog on a walk. If you have kids, sometimes this sucks because then one person, I mean, sometimes when you want to just, you really need to decompress, but you have a young child, that can be a pain in the fucking ass. I feel bad for you. To all the moms, I feel extra bad for you. Guys, this is not your moment to be selfish and tell me boo. I got a rep for the moms when I got a rep for the moms. And as a mom, I know that sometimes y'all get the luxury of, you know, just not having the responsibility of having the kids want mommy, 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 mommy. You can say, well, they want to be hanging around you and you're feeding them and blah, blah, blah. shove it up your ass. Peter, okay? I don't want to hang out with these kids. I want to go drive to the nearest bar, have a glass of wine and pretend that I'm from out of town. Is that so much to ask for? Okay, 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 okay. We had fun going down the bunny trail, but that's not what we get to do, is it, moms and dads? It's not. Sometimes we just need to take a little time out and separate when you can figure it out. If one and two weren't working for you, if tip one and two weren't working for you, maybe you need to chill you know, do your own thing in the house. If you can't do all of the shit that I just said before, just leave each other the fuck alone is all. And 
come back together, I do suggest always going to bed together. Maybe not at the same time, okay? Every single night, but don't not sleep in the same bed. Seriously. Swallow your fucking pride and choose your marriage. They don't they don't have to talk while they're sleeping. They're fucking asleep. You don't have to deal with them. But there is something, like there's some unspoken intimacy just sleeping next to one another. Maybe you'll end up in a cuddle. Maybe you'll wake up and have a new perspective about what's important. And your feelings are important. You know what I know? I'm going to share a personal thing about my life, okay? Uh, some Something that we struggle with is Derek can go to bed upset about something and we wake up and he can never talk about it again, resume life as if nothing happened. I cannot do that. I want to talk about it. I want to resolve it. And it doesn't have to be everything. But I have, we have found a happy medium about like what the fuck matters, you know? Because you may wake up and feel lighter and it may not have been the end of the world. And I totally believe in picking your battles. But, you know, things can chip and chip and chip and chip away at you. So at some point, you know, you're going to start resenting one another if you don't communicate about it. And speaking of the chippy chips, the chip aways, a point I wanted to make was that I hate to say it, but time does not heal all wounds. That cliche. Time will definitely change your perspective, but in certain regards, you need actual fucking healing. Like you need to heal your wounds, not time heal your wounds especially if you're in a fucking relationship, okay? Because time is going to keep going and keep passing by and you're still dealing with the same fucking person. And even if you're not, if you are married to them and have kids, you're still going to be dealing with that same fucking person. You're going to have relationships your whole fucking life. So you got to learn how to have the best one, whether it be for your kids, for yourself, for your marriage. It's better. It's better that way. And you fucking know it. So if you want things to be better, you're going to have to do shit about it that maybe you haven't done before. Maybe watering it is going to look different than all the little autopilot going through the motion things and being creative. Try expanding your mind so that I'm going to be a little tough love here. Read a fucking book. Read a fucking article. You can download fucking Audible and play it play a book. You don't even have to read anymore. You can listen while you're driving, while you're putting your makeup on. Just put something in your brain besides the same fucking shit that you are obligated to. Does that make sense? You're not going to have a better understanding of the things you want to have a better understanding of if you don't gain more knowledge of that subject. Experience gives you that and the experience of others gives you that because now you have perspective. Now you have the whole enchilada. Something to remember. Something to remember. You can only go as deep with a person. I wish I knew who said this quote. I didn't make this up. I'm paraphrasing a beautiful quote I heard at one point in my life. You can only go as deep with a person as you're willing to go with yourself. So if you don't go there with you, I know it's like, what is this turning into? If you don't go there with you, how can you go there with another person 
You know, I think that is where emotional intelligence comes from. Self-awareness, understanding, empathy, and gaining insight and perspective from other people. And that's how you have better relationships. And one truth that we just can't escape is that marriage is hard sometimes. And I've said this before that we're all going to fight. So I talked about fighting fair. And if you're not fighting, then that means something too. Like you, communication has to happen and we're two different people. So because we're two different people, we're going to have two different experiences. And the chances of that always going the same, like pleasurable all the time, it's slim to none. Okay. You got a big chance of running into some trubbies. First and foremost, we must know about ourselves. We must be self-aware and realize what we add and where we lack. And I think we take that from all of our previous relationships, friendships, experiences, whether you've been married before or not. Like if you're divorced, if you've only had one other relationship before your husband or if you fucking married the first guy you dated. I, I know I made fun of those girls, but they exist and I love some of them. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna, I hate to be the party pooper. I hate to be the party pooper, but the few ones I know, the few people I know that are married and it was like the person they lost their virginity to, I only know two people. Okay, so I don't know any, but they have such strong Uh, values, morals, and a code of ethics, a faith that they live by. So it just goes to show like that's something you're intentional about. That's what that is. So when you're intentionable, intentionable, cool. She's a dumbass. When you're intentional about the things you care about in your life, you'll see it fucking grow. Like the cliche that you don't want to hear, water the little baby plant and watch it grow. What if you're like, but Jordan, I feel like we're fucked. I feel like we're so far apart. We're already so distant. Shit's already weird. I don't feel like I can talk to him or I feel like I can't talk to her. She doesn't want to talk to me. I mean, if you're really at a phase where you have given a 110%, you feel like there's nothing more you can give. You've had every conversation. You have tried every single thing. Then yeah, I mean, I would tell my friend, I'd be like, move the fuck on then. You know, I would. So don't think of me as some like, you do it forever and you make it fucking work. Like I think that it takes two to do it all. You gotta, if you're having the relationship, you you gotta both be given and taking. And I know that we go through seasons, like I said, where I think sometimes one of us can be stronger than the other and we lean on each other. And I, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but there was, I worked at a hotel. I worked in the ho- hotel industry for a little bit. And there was, I think I said this in an episode a long time ago, in the beginning, the beginning ones I cannot listen to. I want to die when I hear them. They kill me. But there was an old couple and they said the reason they were able to stay married so long was because they didn't fall out of love with each other at the same time. And I remember thinking that it, and I, even when I talked about it in that episode was like, oh, isn't that so powerful and sweet? And it is, it is. But at the same time, like as long as that worked and it looked like it did and they looked and loved and happy and they no regrets, 
But I think some people, like if you're just miserable and just doing it for all the wrong reasons and there's no effort into evolving out of that, then I think you're fucked, truly. Because we manifest, right? We, we bring about our reality. So if you're not doing anything for it, if you're just letting it slide and he's not doing anything and you're not doing anything, it's going to get worse. And sometimes it is that compromise where he's down and out about something and you're watering the marriage. And then you're down and out and he's watering the marriage. You stay fucking alive you know, and hopefully you get back to a place where you're watering each other. Okay. So since we got really serious there, if you're still fucking here, wow. Wow. Zer, I love you. I love you. Now for a little bit of comic relief, I was thinking, hmm, I should share. And I was thinking in my head, going down this dark little path, right? And we all do it sometimes. And I'm like, what would I do if this fucker did that? And I really, obviously I married him. And that was a big reason why is because he's a very, very loyal, loyal person. Uh, but if this motherfucker, I'm only calling him that because he's cheated on me because we're making this scenario if he cheated on me. So that instantly makes me call him a motherfucker. It's weird. So if he cheated on me, what would I do? I guess first we have to say like realistically, what would I do? And then unrealistically, what would I do? Okay. So realistically, I wouldn't have, okay, no, 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 let's start with the other one first. Unrealistic. Okay. Unrealistic because I couldn't do this. I would want to gather this information and just go balls to the wall to understand all of it. Who I'd want to get her fucking social security number. I would want to get every fucking piece of information I could possibly get about this person. And then I would want to probably blackmail them both. This is what I would desire to do. Blackmail them both. Slowly just ruin their lives. But I know, I know, and I gotta be honest, that I couldn't I couldn't pull it off. I couldn't fucking do it. Um, I would lose my mind immediately. I would be like, you motherfucker. I told I asked you if you would ever want an open marriage, and you told me, shut the fuck up. I, I'm a psycho. I like to say things that horrify my husband and ask him weird questions. Uh, so I would kill him, maybe. I'd want to kill him. I know I've definitely made it aware that I'm willing to, like I'd go to prison. I'd probably go to prison, but no, really I'm way too selfish. So no, I would not give up my life, (laughs) but realistically I'd immediately lose my shit. So I couldn't keep it in. I would like not even be able to try. Remember, I don't have control of those kind of things. (laughs) That's one thing. Truly, you will never get a passive aggressive (laughs) girl from me as a friend because I don't know how to be. When these women, God, when they get calculated like this, I'm like, teach me, teach me. Uh, But no, if he went and had like another girlfriend, like, like I'd leave him. If he cheated on me, I'd leave him. We'd break up. I would divorce him. I would never trust him again because I'd be like, wow, you're the best liar in the whole wide world. So I know I'd leave him. And then I would 135% 
make, I would sabotage his next relationships. Like I would make him cheat on his girlfriend or whoever whoever home wrecked us um, with me. And then probably the next one who would be this little innocent sweetie, I'd make him cheat on her too. And that's uh, vile of me, but I'm just completely owning that I probably would be in a psychotic state at that point. So I blame her for even, you know, being attracted to someone that fresh out of a relationship, you know, or something, but time would probably heal that wound, right? Okay, that's enough, enough of that. I didn't even give that. How many minutes did I do? That wasn't comic relief. That was fucking horrifying. Moving on. Listener questions. Bum, bum, bum. Not questions. It's not fucking plural. But boy, is it a doozy. I got a big one for you. It's wild. The person listening's like, oh, thank you. Okay, here we go. I recently found pornography on my husband's phone. And at first, he completely denied it. And then he finally admitted that it was, in quotes, something possibly could have popped up on the phone. While I don't have a problem with porn, I have a problem with completely denying and lying to my face about it, even after I showed him his history on his phone. Ew. (laughs) And two, the history showed he was looking at gay porn. After telling him what I saw, he finally told me he is interested in prostate stimulation and hid it because he knew I wouldn't be into that. End quotes. I need to know, is this thing, is this a thing straight men are into? Do straight men sometimes look at gay porn? Please help me understand what's going on here. Okay, well, first and foremost, I would want to know who, what, when, where, why. Like, what kind of gay porn are we exactly talking about? You know, the video title is going to say a lot. I would obviously watch it. You know, like, I would dive deeper. You got the phone you have access to it, you found it, so watch that shit and really see if this is going to be satisfying the answer to what he told you is why he's watching it. Quite frankly, that's what I would do. Now, out of the kindness of your heart, I mean, I guess you have to give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, women, straight women watch lesbian porn, so he, you know, he might not be gay. I would probably think in my head, like, hmm, that is really fucking bizarre that you didn't want to tell me, but maybe you're prudish. Maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe he feels uncomfortable coming to you and telling you he wants you to peg him or finger his asshole, and instead he gets that same pleasure watching gay pornography. I don't know these answers, but I suggest that you have a conversation, communicate that, and be willing to try that out. You know, if you're not, then maybe, you know, you two aren't compatible. You know, he wants to find someone who wants to play with his ass. Well, let him. I won't lie. The fact that he lied so blatantly to your face sucks totally. And then his recovery wasn't the best. Honestly, he could have said like, oh, I was just curious. This I mean, I was just curious. I wonder, I don't know. Like, he, if he wants his asshole fingered, I feel like he should tell the girl he's dating. 
And if he feels uncomfortable to tell you that, you know, you need to have some conversations. But yeah, I highly recommend searching for the answers that you know he won't give you if he is a piece of shit. So I wish you both well. By the way, if anybody ever has a listener question, topic idea, confession, request, anything, go follow along at my Instagram at the.hornyhousewifepodcast or over on TikTok where we're a little raunchier. Recently, we're heavily shadow banned and that handle is just at the horny housewife. The link in the bios there will give you everything you could possibly be looking for. (gasps) Guys, I made a YouTube channel. I made a fucking YouTube channel. There's only one video. It's last week's episode and it's not, it's just a visual with like a picture, meaning with the audio there where you can listen, trying to find more people to come be a part of the horny family. And yeah, I'm going to have, there's an interview I'm recording on Tuesday night with a very special lady and I am going to be uploading it on the YouTube channel when it is released. And I'm so excited for you to get to see my face move when I talk like this. Yeah. I make a lot of expressions, believe it or not. I do. I know this monotone voice that just, it's just that my face does all the talking all the talking. So it'll be a treat. It'll be a delight. If you follow me on Instagram, then you probably already know this. Okay. If you love me and you have, and listen, or if you don't even fucking love me, or if this is the first time you're here, do something sweet for your girl, because I love you so, so, so much. Love me back and leave me a review. Five stars help so much. There's a giveaway, a $50, I'll Venmo you, gift card, whatever the fuck you want. From here to the end of the season, the season's 55 episodes, anyone who has left a review on iTunes, a nice one, a fucking nice one, will be entered in the giveaway. A winner will be selected at random, and an entry is a review, a five-star review, and following me on Instagram, on the Horny Housewife Podcast, and my personal Instagram, and you will be entered. I am so pumped for season two and have so many ideas, but I really need you to tell me what you want to hear, what you like hearing. I'm all for constructive criticism. Send me something. Tell me what you didn't think worked. If you, if I'm asking, right? It's not, you're not being rude if I'm asking. I do this because I love it so much and I always want to make it better for you. So I will see you little horny people next Monday for some more love. Goodbye.